0: Native American representatives traveled along as observers and ratifiers, not doing the technical survey work, but rather making sure the line was marked in the correct places. One boundary map he found includes the names and signatures of the tribal representatives, Emmy of Estato, Yukinka or The Wolf, and others. Presumably, they had been asked to sign off on the map as drawn. The British government's Board of Trade, according to Edelson's research, was motivated at the time by an emerging literature of political economy that argued that harmony and growth came from balancing the interests of the parties involved in a conflict. The effort to negotiate and map this boundary line was forward-thinking for the time. They spent real money trying to create a settlement that would allow Indians and colonists to live together in some kind of harmony, says Edelson. Given the prejudices of this era, though, and the inexorable colonial push west, it was a doomed effort. we love to imagine an alternative to what we got, this genocidal dispossession. But there wasn't that much space for that to be real, says Edelson. Even as the boundary was being surveyed, parts were being renegotiated. The project was finally completed in 1774. The beginning of the War for American Independence, which began the next year, destroyed any possibility that the border would be enforced and restrict further colonial settlement. To the extent that this joint survey effort had any lasting effect, it can be seen in the borders of current U.S. states. Some parts, such as the square-shaped notch on the North Carolina-South Carolina border, which once contained Catawba land, still run along the lines negotiated in the 1760s.